The following podcast contains beer, banter and absolutely no legal advice from four family lawyers speaking in a personal capacity. Any views expressed are our own and not those of our employers or chambers. Any legal commentary is for your amusement only. Always seek specialist legal advice. Welcome to the Without Prejudice podcast. Okay, hello everybody and welcome to episode three of the Without Prejudice podcast. My name is Mark Samuels and I'm a barrister in the family team at the 36 Group. I specialise in matrimonial finance and disputes involving trusts and family businesses. Joining me this evening, we have our usual panel of scallywags. Firstly, Mr. Daniel Chalmers. Dan practices at Clinton's in London and is recognised as a key lawyer in the directories, which note among other glowing testimonials that he has excellent client handling skills. This cheeky one-man right said Fred tribute act is a top solicitor and a lovely guy. Good evening, Dan. Hello, buddy. Thank you very much for that lovely introduction. (laughs) Next up, we have Darren Hark from Vaitlingham K. The Legal 500 describes Darren as dynamic, unflappable and resourceful. He is already a force to be reckoned with. Those are genuine quotes and they are true. IPA guzzling would-be footballer in another life, Darren, brings the northern charm to this evening's panel. Hello, Darren. Good evening, Mark. Finally, we have Sean Hilton, who practices at Stevenson Bolton. Sean has been listed as a rising star in the Thomson Reuters Super Lawyers list. He was also shortlisted as Young Family Law Solicitor of the Year in the Jordan's Family Law Awards. Sean is the sommelier of the group, and when he's not looking after his beautiful new baby Felicity, he can usually be found opening a nice bottle of red. Hello, Sean. Hi, Mark. Thanks also for that great intro. How are we doing, guys? How's our week been? So week week seven, isn't it, guys? Seven weeks, Darren, since you and I were the last to leave that work event. Sat in the yeah. pub. Well, oh, I'm, pre- oh, I'm pretty sure yeah. we both caught coronavirus. Um, pretty, yeah, yeah. Is this yeah, the work event felt, that may or may not have been connected with my chambers? May or may not have may been, or may not have been. chambers, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think we can say we were celebrating the uh, QC ship of uh, Martin Kingerly, and it was a great do, and I really wanted to go. And it was it was kind of that time where we were like, should we be going? Should we not be going? Should we be shaking hands? Yeah. Should we not be shaking hands? Um, but uh, as uh, always, Darren mm. and I were two of the last to leave. We were the last. We were the last to leave. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, putting the world to rights, and uh, yeah, that was. I think that was a Tuesday or a month. No, it was a Monday. Monday night, that was a Monday, Monday night seven yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. So it's been, and, and it was that night actually. My firm sent the email around saying, um, "Yeah, it's, don't come to work tomorrow." Uh, so yeah. I bet you were glad of that with a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Best it was a perfect ever. email to get at about ten o'clock at night. But you thought you were dreaming whilst you were on the train <laughs> yeah. home. And that's why we were the last to leave. So yeah, absolutely. Well, I was with um, my colleague, who you all know, Dom, um, and we got that email at the same time. We're like, oh, that's a touch. <laughs> you know, did not have to go in, but yeah, seven, seven long weeks. Did we box that week as well, Dan? Uh, in not- that absolute sweat pit. Not that um, week. The, the Thursday before, the before that we did, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be eight weeks. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, we did for that. So it's, it's been a while. But uh, yeah, for those that don't know, Darren and I were going to be in a charity boxing match on the, when was it, 23rd of April? 23rd of April, yeah. Um, and, and quite rightly and appropriately got cancelled. And we're hoping that it'll get rescheduled for some date in October. But um, 
that's purely going to be down to can we have crowds at events by then because I think it'll be some somewhere in the region of six seven hundred people at that. So um, yeah, not just for us, I might add, but then there's other fighters on the bill. I was about to say I'm not sure six hundred <laughs> people are going to turn up to watch you two windmill at each other. <laughs> yeah, no, there are there are lots of other fighters on the bill. I was I was just trying to be proud of myself then. I thought no no not all for us. Anthony Joshua doesn't pull those crowds. I know I know. This is fighting talk, Sean. You in for the uh, for against the winner? Oh, I got a dodgy shoulder, mate. Dodgy shoulder. Uh, you know, uh, wouldn't be wouldn't be good. Too pr- the face is too pretty as well. Well, that is true. That is true. Mon- the money maker. Can't get exactly. I have a question for you, Dan. That's uh, come about from last week's uh, conference. Um, I think I know the the answers to this, but many listeners won't. You, in passing, said that your mum, uh, the day before your wedding, was at Prince William's wedding. Just said in passing, <laughs> as you do, because everybody attends royal weddings. Um, what's what's the story there? Yeah, um, can I just say, listening back to episode one, that was just one of those random things that just dropped in there, or ep two, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you think, hmm, okay, this oh, needs to We all just let it go. We all yeah, just let it pass over us. Well, Dan is currently at Balmoral, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't um, remember if it was ep one or ep two, but uh, the reason I always say it is because genuinely, the day before my, so I was on the Saturday, and um, we all got the Friday off um, for William and Kate's wedding. So the long story, or the long story very short, is Princess uh, Diana was the patron of my mum's charity. She's chief executive of a charity. William took over in, in more recent years. And so uh, her, she was invited to the wedding and uh, my dad got a plus one. So uh, they were both there. <laughs> the best thing, though, is that they were on telly more than the Beckhams because they were sat behind Elton John. Wow. <laughs> so every time the camera panned to Elton John, you got my dad singing. Um, I'm, su- we, I'm surprised you could see them behind all the feathers. Well, yeah, there is that, yeah, and the, and the big glasses. Um, that was fantastic. <laughs> so all of my family were down, obviously, for my wedding. Uh, my family being predominantly from Scotland, uh, and yeah, we're all sat in the living room of mum and dad's house with them, you know, on the telly every fifteen minutes. Because I think I think Elton John might have written one of the songs for the wedding, or or a song was played that he had a hand in. So they kept panning to him and you just just see my dad singing away. It was great. Wasn't Candle in the Wind, was it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. As you probably all would expect, I was running around like a like a what's it the day before my wedding trying to get everything sorted that I should have done six months ago. Um like a haircut. Yeah, I didn't didn't get to see all of it. Well at the time I did need to get a haircut, yeah. Um <laughs> can't, can't get them for love nor money now. <laughs> As I said, there's only one winner in this and it's bored Man in lockdown. <laughs> oh, I've got to give a shout out while on the my uh, Caroline, my partner. She she attacked my hair with the scissors this week. Did a cracking job. You're looking so, sharp. Uh, yeah. I know. No YouTube videos. No nothing. She just went for it and did a good job. So put a shout out for that. Actually looks all right. It I'm, I'm yeah. trying to find a funny quip to come back at you, but it actually looks okay. It I know. Look, I think it looks a bit like Tintin. Well, I've always looked like that, to be fair. <laughs> but is um, this like a Mark situation where this could be business at the front, party at the back, because? <laughs> we can only see the front of your face. Context. It's all you need. Anybody who, um, well, there's there's no way that you would have seen my haircut two weeks ago because I didn't leave the house. Um, <laughs> the back of it was, um, shall we say, a bit of a mess. Do not try to cut your own hair from behind using a hand mirror because it's a difficult job. You're quite true, man. Do you use clippers on the sides? Like if you were to go to a barber? Yeah. 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 yeah I do. Fascinating. Anyway, fascinating yeah. 
I don't think that that, this, I, I don't think that bit will make it, guys. Excellent. Well, well, we thought so. Uh, um, obviously, everyone knows that we're uh, we're well accustomed podcasters now, and we're well into this, and this is going to be our second career, and we're all looking to hand our notice in ASAP. Um, but uh, we thought what we'd do is do like a segment this week um, and maybe play a bit of a game. Uh, so the game this week is an old classic or at least an old drinking game classic, which is what I would call I Have Never. But I know people will call it Never Have I Ever or Never. I, I don't know. There's a number it's of those. Definitely I, I always call I it I Have Never. never. I, I Have Never, never. right? Do you, you, yeah? Yeah, I got rid of that. Never yeah. I have never sounds like a double negative. It might yeah. not be, but Does, whatever. Doesn't, doesn't work <laughs> for me. But if you Google it, there's a lot more of never have I ever's. So I, we thought we'd play this um, and we're going to try and keep it professional to some extent. And, uh, and clean. And cleanish uh, and see what we come up with. Um, so does, does, any, I mean, does anyone want to start? What Dear are excellent. we all drinking this evening? What oh, good, good intro there, Mark. I'm continuing my plug for, for different drinks each week. I think I'm going to set myself a challenge that every time we do the podcast, I'm going to have a different drink I love that. in front of me. Nice. So I've done well so far. This week yeah. I am on Adnam's Ghost Ship. Oh, that's a good beer, that. Citrus Pale Ale. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm on this week. Adnam's Ghost Ship IPA. Freebies Excellent. always welcome. Very nice. Yeah. Dan? Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, unlike Sean, I... <laughs> You're all laughing, you know, I'm going to do the, the king of beers. And also, I don't know what's going on. I'm not drinking any Guinness in this lockdown. It's, I don't know why. I've had a, a few cans, early doors, but it's just been these Budweiser's. It's not the same out of a can, is it? Yeah, it's, uh, you're right, Sean. It's got to be, got to be from a pint glass, from a, from a tap, I think. Well, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the segue, guys. Um, if I'll hold up and show you what I'm drinking, it's a can of Guinness. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful segue. Did you notice this and plan that? Or was that just uh, no? But they're the no. best cans, though. The ones, yeah, the draft. Are, yeah, the draft cans with the widget in. I'm afraid it's still not good enough in a can. I, well, it's it's okay. Oh, Visual it's would help good, here, wouldn't it? So people can see what I'm holding up to the camera. But yeah, I'm on the black stuff tonight. It, it does the job. The, excuse me. It does the job, Darren, for uh, the purposes of this game. It yeah. does. It does. It's very drinkable. Mr. Samuels, you seem to be not on the black stuff, but on the red stuff. I'm got? on the red stuff, which is unusual for me. I usually prefer white wine. I um, no, I picked a bottle um, relatively um, cheap called Les Dauphins, which is... Um, uh, I recognise that label, yeah. It's not, <laughs> Dan's, it's, not, it's not Dan's special £5 co-op red, is it? You'd call it? I'm going to have to send myself a bottle of that because there's no way we're going back to work in June. Not a chance. <laughs> Rubbish. So, who's going first then? I have never, slash never have I ever. Dan, seems as you introduce the game, you can go first. Oh, okay, well, let's, let's slightly ease us in. Um, I thought of this. Uh, so, okay, I just, I, I'll, I'll come out with it. I have never forgotten my papers for a court hearing. There's not many people drinking. I've, I've semi-done that, in that I've gone to court with my laptop and realized halfway there that I hadn't saved onto my laptop a few of the documents that I needed. So then had to sort of scramble and have someone email them across to me so that when I got to court, they were there. So it's a kind of semi yes, I suppose. 
I have a semi-story then, um, so I'll take half a sip. Keep it clean. So I've, n- I've never gone... I'm about to say, we all know about your semi then. <laughs> Keep it clean, you and your semi. Do, do, do you all know about that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so never forgot the papers, but have got to court um, in the times before we all had, or if we have, uh, or take laptops or um, notebooks with us when it was the council's blue book and, and pen um, and the files. And then you get into the courtroom, get everything out on the desk, go in your pocket to find your pen that isn't there. Panic sets in because you realise that you're sat behind council to take a note and you don't have a pen. Um, and then sheepishly having to ask the client, do they happen to have a pen? And then watch them rummage through their handbag or bag to, to pull one out which in it in Aaron, just a tip. Doesn't work. you're the one instructing council they'll give you a biro i've got uh, a slight fear of that so i always chuck loads of pens in any bag uh, i do that now i have loads of pens even though i'm using a, uh, a laptop now just in case i still have seven pens um yeah. but there we are i think there's a similar sort of forgetting something or missing something story i have um a few years ago i had a i assume it, it must have been a trial in front of a dj I think it was like a, it was a short one of a day or something, but it had been at the very last minute moved up to a circuit judge, which means that it should be roped. And I didn't have mine. And the other side seemed to have been aware of the fact that it had been moved up before. Right. So my, my opponent was like, yeah, are you not robing? No, very, very quick call to my clerks and, um, um, one, one of the one of the clerks in chambers runs over. This was in the RCJ. Runs over, bringing this disgusting wig that's probably been sitting at the bottom of a cupboard for the past hundred years. Absolutely, I mean, it was covered in dirt and muck. It's like, okay, well, I'm wearing that for today. Um, yeah, I that's think of all the... of us, you would hate that the most. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I wasn't very happy. Good work. This leads me on to my one. Actually, I, I thought of one. Um, how about this one? I have never had a wardrobe malfunction at court because i've heard some cracking stories of people uh at court with wardrobe malfunctions well in the hope that uh darren and mark might have something better the only thing i can think of is i I haven't really but i um on going uh, so um uh, yeah one of my first firm the local county court was rygate county court and so i was going direct to the the court it was close to the office but i was going straight there and I got there and I always get to court really early. Again, a big thing of mine. I want to be there an hour early. Got there early. I didn't have a suit jacket. And I'd never been in court with just a tie and a shirt and thinking, will I get away with this? Because I was doing advocacy as well. So I drove home and drove back then in rush hour and then was, you know, two or three minutes late. But I wanted to be an hour early. But I've never had a, a malfunction, so to speak. Um, you know, leaving my jacket is probably the worst I've had. Good stuff. I only ask questions because I've had a malfunction at court. Um, I really I wanted, hope I, this is good. Yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, so it's not, it's not, this is a malfunction that wasn't my fault per se. So I was at the CFC, uh, PRFD as it was then, and um, up on the fifth floor, I think it was. And this was back when, and there's a reason why they no longer have like water coolers, because this was back when they had them. And I was stood outside the doors to one of the courtrooms chatting to counsel actually. And uh, a very irate lady came out of one of the courtrooms, flung the door open, grabbed the nearest thing to her, which was the giant water cooler and proceeded to push it over onto my feet. And it, (laughs) water went everywhere. 
and I got probably, I don't know, 20, 25 litres worth of water poured down onto my socks and shoes. Amazing. So I was then left sort of scrolling around a, yeah, in a swamp uh, <laughs> and had to sort of take myself off and go out and find a new pair of socks and some shoes. Did you? Well, yeah, I had to. Yeah, I just, the alternative would have been walking around barefoot, which I don't think would have uh, been very good in front of the judge that we were in front of at the CFC at the time. So that story you've just given us happened a lot. There must be a lot of um, wardrobe malfunctions given the the vast number of suit shops immediately in the court vicinity. So Yeah, I bet there's a lot of forgotten ties. That must yeah, be must a common be. one. That's got to be the big one. Ties forgotten. Um, I bet for the females of the profession, there must be, I, I know I've been in court with female barristers who've had to like go and buy pairs of tights because they've ladders. laddered tights and stuff. There yeah. must be so much spilled tea and coffee down white shirts and white blouses. And that's the easiest thing to buy in those shops. You know, I've, I need I've, a white I've shirt now. I've had that before um, on a train going for a hearing. Um, actually, not too long ago. Holding a coffee. I mean, schoolboy era. The train starts. Coffee just splashes out. The lid wasn't properly on. But fortunately, it was caught all over my tie. But none of the shirt around the tie. It was just one of those moments where you think, yes. <laughs> today's a good day. Today, today's a good yeah. day. You know. yeah. Was it a light the, brown the, the, tie? The hearing's going to go well. <laughs> it was a cappuccino coloured tie. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Go on, Dave, go on, Who's left? Go on, have a go. Okay. Never have I ever. I'll say it twice too. Hang on. Is that a double negative? Well, it's 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 never have I ever, not never have yeah. I never. You're right. It's never not have I ever. So it's um. Yeah, anyway, we're getting technical there. That's boring. That's going out. Um, never have I ever been on television. I'm drinking. I have. Is everyone drunk then? Well, we've like got it. No, Four, I'm just Four stories. Kick us off, Mark. Was it that? Um, was it the Babe Station days? <laughs> it was i thought it was i thought it was That's, yeah, i knew i recognized you from somewhere this is, this is my my second channel 699 <laughs> i knew it was you um so yeah, so I'm, I'm, yeah actually, your... I'm gonna i'm totally stepping over the the babe station thing um because i don't know what that means <laughs> Good ones, like that. Well said. So, when were you on TV, Mark? Two things that flash into my mind. Firstly, there was a program, um, kids' program, presented by Anton Deck and Kat Dealey called SMTV. SMTV Live. I, yes. I was on that. I was what on that. a show, Mark. What a show. Terrific show. Made me what I am today. And also, um, um, I was part of a group of young school children that were brought in to be in a Spice Girls video. That's and amazing. Yeah, wow. We very, uh, <laughs> I, I won't name the particular video, but uh, we were all in different parts of the recording. Um, I didn't make it into the, into the edit. The video. Didn't make the cut. Oh, didn't, make the, didn't make the cut. There we go. How about okay, you next. guys? I was very embarrassing. I think the first time I was probably on TV, I used to do a bit of musical theatre stuff at school. And we had like a school production of Grease. And 
I was playing Danny, obviously. And of you um, were. like I remember being at school and last minute getting the teacher coming in saying, Oh, you're gonna be on uh BBC South today. Like this tonight, we're sort of you know, advertising the school production and they want you and Sandy to go on the BBC News channel. So I had, we had to like sort of get the teacher like drove us up into the, the town at the road and had to do this sort of 10 minute segment with this uninterested newsreader talking about our school production. So that was probably the first time I was on TV. Uh, and then after that, I've actually been on TV in uh, a few different countries because I used to do a lot of sailing. Um, and so when we were, when I was competing in other countries, often you'd get local TV crews. So again, that's my story. Well, that's yeah. proper. Yeah. And proper. I know Dan's, I, know, I think Dan's got a good one, so I'll go next because I, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever been in TV, on TV. Um, <clears throat> crime watch. Crime, crime watch counts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great mind, Sean, great mind. <laughs> Crime Watch Manchester. That bit's not making it, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not on Crime Watch. <laughs> so I've never been on TV, and I'm trying to think of... I've been in the local newspaper for, like, little things when you were a kid, and then marathon, things like that. And... But then one story, <laughs> one story, actually, so they were local newspapers where I thought maybe, um, because we were into... Uh, maybe I thought I'd make it into some of the main, you know, national media. It was back in 2014 and I was in Rio de Janeiro with my, with my old man and some friends. We'd gone out for the World Cup um, and it was the morning after we'd been knocked out. Um, we were due to play Costa Rica that day or something, but for whatever reason, we'd been knocked out. Um, and this, we were sat in this cafe in Copacabana and um, some journalists overheard us talking in English and said, right, okay, we want to get a story from you guys, want to take some pictures, we'll get you in the paper. And then G'd up this ridiculous, set this ridiculous scenario up where we had to pretend, sorry, I tell you, like, it's before we knew we'd been confirmed we'd been knocked out. So we had to pretend that we, England, that is, had progressed through the groups and we all had to cheer and do that. And then there was another one where we were out, so we had to look sad and they took photos of us, took some rubbish. It was a terrible article. Um, but anyway. <laughs> can they, you do your sad face very quickly? I, I, well, they can't see that on the audio. No, but we can. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's a good it didn't make it though. Place. It didn't make it. This it's is the good. thing. So they took ah. a pic they took a picture of me and my old man, and I thought they're obviously going to put me in the newspaper. <laughs> um, and then the next day, we get a phone call from my uh, from my mum. Um, there's a picture of my dad, and uh, what was he in? Several newspapers, uh, some of the tabloids. So um, yeah, but not me. So there you go. Which Were is why I'm doing a podcast. It's a face, uh, Facebook video. <laughs> um, Were you literally stood next to him? Had they, had they, they drawn they, the cut? They made an effort to cut me out, yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> Always advise, mate, Darren, never advise. Quiet, mate, quiet. So that, that's the, the closest I've ever got to TV is being cut out of a tabloid newspaper story where I was photographed next to my old man. Wow, that's oh. really not close, is it? Boo-hoo. That's um, not close at all, mate. I think <laughs> I think you should drink because you've never been on telly. You're not celebs like us. There we go. Chalmers, you're up last. I've um I have been on telly. I think you will. I, I don't know if you know all about know this. Uh, I won a game show. I won a popular BBC game show known as Pointless. Did you? I did. Did you not know? Did that? you not know that show? No. I I had no idea. Uh, so I, I didn't think Mark. I wish I had you, 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 you up this now. 
So I assume Darren knew. I, I knew question. that. It's the only when we go for a drink. That's all you talk about, Dan. Every <laughs> fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I feel I need to defend myself now because I don't talk about it all the time. I went on it in season one, and um, and we won. Uh, me and my friend, uh, my very clever knowledgeable friend Chris uh, who essentially won the show for me did you just ride his cocktails yeah yeah I just happened to stand next to him um, <laughs> and share in the in the jackpot but the big thing was so they film three three episodes a day the guys before us who had been in the dressing room with us all day they went on for the one recording and they won it straight away so there was two spaces so we got bumped up to the second show when we were meant to be on the third so we told our family and friends um, but we went on the second show, won it first time, got kicked off. So we were out, literally, they escort you out the building and they don't give you a big check or anything. You're straight out. And we were out there before our family and friends had even arrived. <laughs> um, and, and, and we, because the jackpot rolls over, we won the huge sum of uh, £1,250 split between two. We were in the semi-final against a granddaughter and a, and a, and a grandfather. Because we had done the best going into that, we got to choose. And I think it was something like, you know, historical politics or football. And we went, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll go football. Um, both being massive football fans. And then we got, um, the question was European Championship hosts. So again, quite a tough question. And we took a, a reasonable guess. Um, but their first guess, I think, was Japan. Which is nowhere near Europe, so we knew, <laughs> <laughs> we, we knew we were in the final uh, from the moment they spoke, which is unfortunate. And if you get a pointless answer throughout the show, it kicks in two hundred and fifty quid. And and my mate Chris got a pointless answer, so it bumped the prize money up a bit. What was the pointless um, question? What was the pointless answer? Uh, I tell you what, what, he got it on um, Leonardo DiCaprio films. Can you remember what the pointless answer was that, that Chris got? Yes, it was. Something about Gilbert Grape. It was his first ever film. Wow. So Chris knew Leonardo DiCaprio's first ever film. Um, and, and yeah, he bagged us an extra 125 quid each. Uh, but yeah, so I was, I was on pointless. Okay, Mark, what's, uh, what's yours? I have never mistaken one client for another. Ooh. Oh. That's a tricky one. Ooh, I, everybody's drinking. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, sorry. I've got two. I've got two stories. I've got two stories here. One is me. One is really? something I heard about. I don't think I've ever actually mistaken a client for another, but I definitely did a meeting once with a client where um, I think I'd just been working on another file, came straight into a client meeting, and had in my head that the husband. So the it was I was acting for the wife, husband on the other side. Um, I had in my head that the husband was called X, but for some reason in the client meeting, I just referred to the husband as the husband of the file I'd been working on half an hour before. And this lovely client, I went the whole meeting, a good hour and a half, referring to her husband as, let's say, Brian, when actually his name was Colin. Two very exciting names there. Um, and right at the end, <laughs> right at the end, she was like, uh, yeah, it's really helpful that, you know, my, my husband's name is Colin. And I was totally <laughs> mortified. Um, but the, I have heard a story of someone who went to court and had two cases on at the same time in the same court, which I'm sure 
we probably have all done at some point. Yeah. Um, and so she was having to juggle two clients at once. And it just so happened that these two clients looked very similar. Okay. So she was trying yeah. to deal with these two <laughs> cases at the same time in court. And we all know that court's a bit of a pressured environment. And so to keep it straight in her head, she decided to refer in her head to one client as Mr. Glasses because he had glasses on and the other client as Mr. Pink Tie because he had a pink tie on. Um, and so she came into the, the meeting room for one of the clients and said, oh, um, how's it going, Mr. Glasses? Without realizing that she said Mr. out pink loud. Tie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what she'd been referring to them as in her head rather than their actual name. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, she called them Mr. Glasses rather than Mr. Blogs or whatever. So, well, whoever, yeah. well, whoever whoever that person is listening to this be cringing right now. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's no excuse really, but what we all do, we, we have tens and tens of files, each with, you know, one side, the other side, they all have names. The lawyers have names on that side. The children have names. Yeah. Our job is names, like you know, it's, it's it's a real quite good at it. I think you know, I don't think there's any stories where we've really gone wrong, but we have to remember a lot of names a lot of the time. It's so difficult to remember names all the time. I mean, yeah. I don't think I've ever gone really wrong. Um, I guess Mark can probably add more to what I'm about to say than I, but um, you know, yeah. sort of, uh, I've always been nervous in, in the early stages of my career, not so anymore, but of calling judges the wrong by the wrong title, because that's a cock up, right? And yeah. that. And, and I think a lot of judges are fairly, you know, amenable to it. And, you know, we'll just say mm, and correct you. Um, but I'm sure at your level markets, you know, it can be much worse if you're calling them by the wrong thing. And maybe if you're like, you know, if you're downgrading them, if you're demoting their position. <laughs> that's- I um, I can't remember any occasion where I've done that, actually. But I, I would suspect that most judges would probably be quite good humoured about it. Addressing judges properly and, you know, using correct legal expressions i mean these are kind of the first things you sort of learn on advocacy courses etc uh, and also we, it's, don't get, we don't get those courses also it's the, <laughs> because it's kind of the one of the very obvious things that you can get wrong um it's also when you're starting out one of the things that you sort of care about the most um so yeah look, lesson number one know how to address your judge properly no, yeah i'm sure Whenever I've done advocacy, whenever I've done advocacy, I've always written on top of my notebook, like at the top, like the name, you know, call them sir or call them madam or whatever. Um, But it sounds like that's what you do on your BPTC, isn't it? Like just learn about what to call judges. What to call judges, yeah. Well, since then. Oh, there's there's a course on... Well, I did the LPC, um... remember. Hey, one of us. Mm. There's a course on uh, not forgetting your, uh, your robe and your wig. Mark failed that. I failed that. Skip, skip <laughs> Anyone else got any stories on that one? No, I've not really got any stories where I've, um, I mean, I've been caught out in the sense of someone's called and you, 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 you're in that moment on the telephone with them perhaps and you're like, oh, if it's, you know, you're acting for a wife and what's the husband's name? What's the children's name? But I think you very quickly learn to say, you refer them to he or she or them other children and you um you kind of just about get about get around it and i've never been yeah. called out by a client that's then said oh you mean oh what they call it again because yeah I, i've got i've got mixed feelings about that because i totally i do the same i'm definitely not sort of immune from that um 
this is not directed at Mark, but it's something that I would say about council. I've got like a pet peeve about council who just refer to the parties as husband, husband and wife. wife. Husband or wife. Because those clients are paying a lot of money for you to be there. If you can't be asked to use their first or surnames, refer to them as a person, it may make it easier for the judge to just have H and W written down. And that's what we all do when we do it shorthand, I'm sure. But, you know, I always make an effort to call people by their names. And I feel even in documents, it's important. In my experience, judges don't tend to refer to the parties by first name basis because it's not very professional. So Mr. and Mrs. whatever tends to be as, as informal as it gets. But as I say, it's when uh, council stand up and say, I'm for H or I'm for W. And you're like, she's literally sat behind you paying you two grand yeah. plus VAT. And you can't even say, I'm representing Mrs. whoever. Yeah. But if you're the one who's got your, you know, you're in court, you're nervous already. It feels like an alien environment. It feels like a personal attack on you in a way. And you've got someone entirely depersonalizing it by not even referring to you by your formal name. Yeah. Um, or even as wife, you're just W. You become another case on the pile rather than what is for them often the most important day in their lives. So I, I, I have a bit of a thing about it. I find it really sort of insensitive in a way. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. It just makes it more acrimonious and it, um, it just puts people's guard up, doesn't it? It makes it adversarial from the, from the very start. Um, so there you go. How have we gotten to this one? I have never. Well, well, well there you go. I know. <laughs> Even from a simple game, we've managed to come up with some sort of legal chat on a legal pod. So there you go. Look. We've ticked that box. Then. Ultimate <laughs> professionals. And this is after several drinks as well. Last orders at the bar, please. So, uh, guys, as is uh, tradition uh, from episode three, the person who get, who introduced the pod uh, gets to name our podcast. So uh, what, what are we thinking? Oh, it's interesting, guys, because we've, we've talked about quite a lot in this pod. Um, I think in line with the fact that we've discussed a lot of things, but also discussed basically nothing, I'm going to call yeah. today's pod the Totally Pointless pod. Yeah! That's, that's a shout out to you, Dan, and your What a plug your for fame. Dan. What a plug for What is that all about? It's aka the Dan Chalmers pod. <laughs> excellent so is this just the pointless podcast i think it's the pointless podcast the pointless podcast i love that I, do you know the other, a few weeks ago we named the pod or we talked about naming the pod that actually the pointless pod would have been a shout but there we are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could have yeah. the whole Never mind. Thing, the we called it the without prejudice we went on our legal avenue yeah. but the so, pointless pod. there we are p could stand for whatever you want Excellent, excellent. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Well, look, we were, um, you know, it's definitely, uh, I think, time at the bar for this podcast. And we were going to uh, sort of say to people that we've done a few of these and we've had some decent feedback from our, I say, selective market research group. We've got some social media presence. Um, I don't know, Mark, if you want to like, explain a bit more on that. Well, our social media presence at the moment is limited to a very new Twitter account. The handle of which is at the WP pod. Couldn't it be easier? At the WP pod. Sounds good to me. We've got an email address as well, haven't we, Mark? Our email address, uh, should you wish to get in touch with us, is withoutprejudicepodcast at gmail.com. Maybe in the future we could do a Q&A pod. 
people put want to put questions to us by email and questions on Twitter. That's a really uh, good idea. We could do a Q&A pod. And otherwise, idea. however you come to be listening to our fantastic podcast, uh, hit like, subscribe, follow, whatever button may apply. Uh, we yeah. want you to follow us and we want to hear Oh shit, you. I've not got Twitter yet. I need to do that, don't I? Yeah, you do. Don't. Oh, <laughs> Darren. Sorry, my, my homework for the week was... But yeah, I guess uh, that brings another X to a close. Yeah, so what, what are we doing next week? What's the plan for next week, guys? Well, are we opening this up? I think we need somebody else. Uh, oh, is it time for is it time for a guest pod? Jason, now, now we're I, I think it's time for a I guest. Think so. I, I, I imagine that we've bored everybody to tears after three episodes of Airbnb. Us, us for Dre, we lot. So it's, it's, it's time for us to become maybe the listeners, and we can we can almost interview a guest. Um, I think those of them who know us uh, will definitely know who we're thinking of for our first guest. But all will be revealed in a week's time, hey? Yeah, there can only be there. Can, well, I, I guess the person that connects the four of us is that fair? Probably. I think that's fair to say. That's that's a pretty big clue. Uh, that's, that's a big it's a big clue. clue. Yeah. So let's say our goodbyes, and uh, we'll be back as a five piece. Hopefully, if they accept. If they, if they <laughs> say yes, <laughs> they might think it's career suicide. So definitely, definitely. I'm not convinced well, um, it isn't, to be honest. <laughs> is it? Well, I've really enjoyed that, boys. Uh, thank you very much, and I guess until next time. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, boys. Have Take a good care, week. guys. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. That's time.